The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. You know what that music means, ladies and gentlemen. It means we are live on this Saturday night. Sunday here on the East Coast here in the United States. UFC Vegas 15 is in the books. Anthony Smith. Picks up a first-round submission win over Devin Clark in the main event. And, of course, we had the boxing match. Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. And we'll, if, you, if you haven't watched it, it ended the way I told you it was going to end yesterday when we did the preview show. And if you listen to me and you put a couple bucks on it, you're, you're, you're in a much better place right now financially. But uh, we're here to recap this, both of these events with all of you live here on the MMA Fighting com YouTube channel. I am Mike Heck being joined by Jose Youngs. There he is. And the executive producer himself, E. Casey Lydon. We got mustaches everywhere. How you doing, Nate? How you doing, Casey? After a wonderful night of combat sports. I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking, sir. Thank you for asking. And Jose, how are you doing, sir? Um, well... I saw a nice rap concert tonight, and then there were also some fights. So, weird night, I guess. It was a weird night. And for those watching right now, we want to hear from you. This is going to be your show for the most part because there's so much to talk about. And chances are you're going to guide us in the right direction anyhow. So, first things first, let us let us talk Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr., Jose. because. Yeah, I have to. Yeah, I mean, we might as well. I mean, what's the negativity here? I'm sensing sensing negativity. You're asking me. Hold on, Casey Lydon's asking me what the negativity's from. This 2020 really, 2020 really has reached just the twilight zone. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like Snoop said, look like two uncles fighting in a backyard. Man, that's what that's what the people wanted. Oh, okay, it's fantastic. Name the people. Name five of those people. The two what? Two uncles in the backyard fighting? Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> the S- Snoop. Good old Snoop Dogg. Terrible on Contender Series, but he actually kind of fit in with uh, the craziness of tonight. But Yeah, he fit so in with the I, I mean, basically, like, my thoughts on it was this was an exhibition fight, but mm-hmm. Mike Tyson, you know, Roy Jones thought it was an exhibition fight and treated it as such, and Mike Tyson at times wanted to become the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. He was throwing some shots. 
And had he gone like 110%, I don't think this fight would have gone past three or four rounds. But, you know, it was it, it was what it was. And in the end, we all thought, I mean, literally everybody on earth thought Mike Tyson was going to get the decision. Turns out that is not the case. It ends as a draw, which really shouldn't be surprising to anybody. So, Jose, just, I guess, quickly, off the, the, the just from your gut instincts and off the top of your head, overall thoughts on on this fight is it what you expected it exceed expectations where are you at right now um it didn't definitely didn't exceed expectations it was it it ending in a draw like i tweeted it i was like duh like that's the only logical scenario this would this could have ended i mean there's not supposed to be a winner like they had what did they just they like pulled a bunch of former champions and then they came up with a decision i'm pretty sure Vinny paz was on that board and any board that Vinny Paz is on should just be thrown out the window right now. I'm sure I don't even know if that man knew knows what what year it is. Uh, but I thought Roy Jones was going to look a lot better than he did, considering he has been active in the last what 20 years, and Mike Tyson has not been active whatsoever. But uh, I think you said it best. Roy Jones treated this like an exhibition match, and uh, Mike Tyson came in just slinging leather, uh, even pretty early too. Uh, I do also agree with you that if the chains were off and he was allowed to just throw whatever he wanted uh, without you know any repercussion of a knockout, he probably would have in the first few rounds. But uh, he, I don't think he wanted to blow his load early. So what can you say? It was fought to a draw. I think I scored. I don't even remember what I scored it officially. I tweeted it. I can't remember it, but. Um, I thought Mike Tyson won, in air quotes for those of us listening. I thought he won, but it ending in a draw, just I was like, yes, this makes sense. This is 2020. Wow. I mean, I, I just it was just such a weird night, just trying to like pay attention to two different events, the magnitude of this boxing event, which kind of took on a life of its own. But Casey, your thoughts? Tyson v. Jones, was it what you expected it? To, was it what you expected it to be? Did it exceed it? Did you enjoy it? Oh, it exceeded my expectations. I had I had very low expectations for this fight. I thought the production was going to be a shit show, um, but it wasn't. I didn't know Morrow was going to be the uh, play-by-play. I thought Morrow was awesome. I thought Izzy was awesome. I'm not crazy on Snoop Dogg, but I think for an exhibition match, it was fine. Whatever. You know, people like it. Um, Sugar Ray Leonard is like, I don't know, whatever. But um, I don't think he adds too much to the booth. I think it was too many in the booth. But it's just enjoy it's just the production. I thought it looked awesome. It, it was something you haven't seen. It looked different from Bellator. It looked different from not just being a ring. It looked different from any other um, pandemic type of um, combat sports event we've seen. And um, I thought it looked awesome. And I thought the the exhibition match was was fine. It's like two fifty two fifty year old men punching each other. It was better than I expected. Yeah, production wise, it was very very Japan, right? It was like yeah. pride. Kind of like Super J Cup, yeah. old uh, Japanese pro wrestling. That's that's what it reminded me of. I enjoyed the big screens using those LCD. I mean, the big um, big monitors and everything. It was it was cool. I don't know. It was something we don't get in MMA. It was nice. Jose, let me ask you this: Was Jake Paul the star of the night? Yeah, <laughs> considering I did Twitter reacts for the site, and that by far generated the most reactions because let's not forget like it, we kind of live in this this echo chamber of combat sports where we we follow boxing and mma and kickboxing and muay thai and all that stuff so we knew that this pro like we, we were all excited for tyson and jones well i, I excited might not be the word but we were all like anticipating some, some sort of spectacle in the main event and we were kind of making jokes about uh, nate robinson versus jake paul 
But Nate Robinson brings an entire NBA fraternity with him. So I did Twitter reaction. My God, did every single NBA player tune in to watch this fight? Like we had like Donovan Mitchell, Kendrick Perkins, Steph Curry, Bradley Beal, like uh, Nick Young, um, uh, Evan Turner challenged Jake Paul to a fight. Nick Young's like, oh, I got to get respect back for the NBA fam. So 100%, I wouldn't say biggest star. I take use that word for what you want. I won't use that word with him, but people were definitely talking about that fight specifically more than any other fight. And then when the main event happened, it kind of seems like the sporting world uh, kind of all watched together. But the NBA Twitter just kind of got lit on fire when they got knocked out by Jake Paul. So, yeah, uh, all eyes are on Jake Paul after that performance. Yeah, it was pretty wild. It was like a big like clinch fest for a while. Nate Robinson was just throwing yeah gas like right off the bat and you know jake just yeah, was trying to I think, him out in about 30 seconds <laughs> i think jake la- i think nate actually outlanded jake in the fight but jake obviously <laughs> made his shots count and knocked him out cold so i mean casey you're you're a pressing guy if if you're jake paul right now like don't be boxing dylan dennis and conor mcgregor like none of those fights are going to happen anytime soon you should just run through the entire NBA right now, right? I mean, all these <laughs> basketball players want to come in and fight you. Just start running through all these NBA guys, right? Like, isn't that the way to go? Either way, c- c- obviously, celebrity celebrity boxing is is the is the route for him. Um, I don't I don't even know why this fight was even happening. Nate Robinson just seems like a random basketball player to me. Like, okay, I guess. Um, and um, he's. Nate Rob is Nate Robinson. Has he had any? What was his experience? Like he looked like a guy that's maybe been training boxing for about a year, but hadn't really been in a competitive match because he looked he looked like he was fighting scared in the first like, like everything. He, he just looked like he was a, he was just a scared fighter to me. And just well, if I can't knock this guy out in, in twenty seconds, I'm I'm out of I'm out of ideas. I, I I don't I didn't know the history of this fight at all. So. Was it? What was he? Did he train? I mean, did he have any amateurs? Like, what's the history on this? No, he was zero and zero, and he called out Jake Paul. Was he just the guy that liked boxing? <laughs> I don't mean. I don't know his fandom. I don't know how deep his fandom goes, but he called him out because I know Logan Paul wanted to fight Antonio Brown. Who, if you don't, if you know, if you follow football, I think at one point in time, Antonio Brown was the best wide receiver in football. Like, okay. in, like, and he was still playing, mm-hmm. but then he off the field issues cast him out of the league and for like a good few months the circus was following him around so he tried to fight logan paul and i think that kind of opened the door to a lot of athletes former athletes challenging these youtube stars and then i believe nate robinson called out jake paul and jake paul was like okay let's do it like you're my height my weight you're because the basketball player they're all like you you forget you watch them on tv like like kobe bryant six six and he looks normal sized on a court, but you stand next to Kobe Bryant, he's he was massive. Nate Robinson was actually normally sized human being, so I think that's why uh, Jake Paul took this fight. Hey, Jake Paul's smart. He he picks his he picks his match as well. That was a that was a smart yeah. matchup for him. Nate Robinson just just did not look like a guy that was ready to box competitively. And um, I don't know. Yeah, of course Jake Paul's not a world beater, but he can beat NBA players <laughs> this was also jake paul's third fight in like the last however many like two years year and a half so he's actually spent if whatever you want to call it his training camp he's been in the gym for like a year and a half working on these on his boxing so it's just the reps i guess yeah anyway, 
I don't care. I would like to see Jake Paul versus Dylan Dennis. I don't care. No, you should fight. <laughs> if if you're if Mike, you're a wrestling guy. Casey, you're a wrestling guy. It's all about the stories. He has to fight the guy that beat his brother, whatever his name is, in a boxing match. <laughs> Who beat yeah, it? Is it KSI? KSI beat Logan Paul. They fought to a draw, and that was a that was an exhibition fight. That was an actual like exhibition contest, like the Tyson fight. It was fought to a draw on YouTube. It was a YouTube pay per view. And then they rematched in the T-Mobile Arena, uh, and it was a professional fight, and KSI won. So he's one and zero professionally, and Logan Paul, and he beat Logan Paul's uh, Jake Paul's brother. So make that fight if you want to make a lot of money. It's a fight you can win, not take damage, and you can make a boatload of money. Yeah, I think I, I actually think Ben Askren would be uh, would be a lot of fun if we're I if, if trying to appeal to the you. combat sports. <laughs> I guarantee you more people know who KSI is than Ben Askren. And I agree. That's an unfortunate situation because Ben Askren is a world-class athlete. And KSI is just a guy with like 50 million YouTube subscribers. So money-wise and eyeball-wise, it's KSI. If you want to actually appeal to the combat sports fans, Askren or Dance is the fight. But I guess it just depends on which road you want to take. You take the money fight. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I, I agree because you'll probably beat both of those guys. Well, you'll probably beat KSI. I don't know how Dylan Dance's boxing is. And then Ben Askren, it is what it is. So I, I fine. Take any of those fights. <laughs> at the Also, at the end of the day, Jake Paul's going to make a boatload of money in any of those because he's Jake Paul. And he builds fights correctly. He just goes on a bunch of like heavy, heavily popula- populated YouTube channels Runs his mouth a little bit, but he was very respectful after the after the win, which I thought was was pretty cool on his. We part. all are. Called a, yeah, called out who he wanted to call out and such. One of the things that stuck out to me about the, about this event is that there were certain times where I felt like I was like twelve years old, feeling nostalgic, and then there were other times where I felt like I was one hundred and fourteen years old, especially <laughs> during the musical performances, because I had no idea who half these people were. No idea. <laughs> no idea. Snoop Dogg like saved the day for me. I was like, oh yeah, I know all of these songs. But that was it. Like, I didn't really know. I mean, I, I've heard of these people, but never. I'm sitting there listening to the song. Black and Wiz Khalifa, obviously, I knew. But then, like, sandwiched in between, no idea who they were. So mm-hmm. it was uh, it was interesting, to say the least. I saw people complain about the the performances. Yeah, there was my, there might have been one too many, but, like, I enjoyed it. I was like, oh, this sounds I good. I was they like, oh, I, I get long. to see YG. I was like, YG's freaking awesome. I was like, oh, yeah. They were just, they were just long. After a while, I was like, all right, let's go. Let's get the show on the road. Like, I have no problem if you want to play a song or two in between, but like, you play like full sets. I'm like, let's move it along, people. That's what you're paying for. You're not just pay- you're paying for the whole package, man. Oh, okay. Dude, MTV Video Music Award. It. Like, if you want to go through like the catalog, just do like 30 seconds of each a verse, yeah. a chorus, verse, a chorus. Like, Drop It Like It's Hot was like Snoop's 37th song. And he did like three verses of that. And then a remix in the background with Smoke This and Smoke That. Like it, it was great. Gin and juice is awesome. Nothing but G thing was great. But that's it. You know, just go on a high note, bro. You know what I mean? I don't know. It was just such a weird night. Weedmaps.com. Weedmaps.com. Yes. <laughs> and then w- we'd be remiss before we go to questions. Anthony Smith gets back in the winning uh, on the winning track. Oh yeah. I'm those old, the, the, almost forgotten about. Those, unfair. Old, those ultimate fighters in Vegas. Yeah, that thing happened too. <laughs> it's so unfair. Poor Miguel Baeza. And poor Anthony Smith getting submission victories, like during and then the, in the aftermath 
of Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. So it's, it's almost unfortunate for both guys, but they both look great. Both get big wins. Anthony Smith especially coming in, big spot, had lost his last two fights. People thought back was against the wall. It was a must-win fight. Got an early takedown. Devin Clark, very aggressive. Slaps on a triangle, gets a submission. Casey, what did you think of Anthony Lionheart Smith's performance getting back to his winning ways? Pleasantly surprised. Um, I thought he was going to lose tonight. I thought Devin Clark was going to grind him out and be, it was going to be a, a mediocre 25 minutes of, you know, fence, fence fighting. But, um, it wasn't. It, it was like three or four minutes. Um, pretty, yeah. And Anthony Smith takes a, went, is in a fight and he doesn't have to go to the hospital afterward. He just goes back to his hotel room, eat a pizza, and he just collects a check. Great right on him. Um, I don't, I don't see Anthony Smith fighting for a title or anything anytime soon. But great, Anthony Smith got a big win, and um, I'm glad he's still, still in it. I was a little surprised, Jose, when I heard his entrance music. No return of the back. Turns out was the, it was the right decision. New, <sighs> new man, a new man, yeah. a new fighter. What do you walk out to? Yeah. Do we know? I don't know. It's a different song, Madison. Different song, <laughs> so maybe he just wanted to change it up. So maybe 2020 is just you know bummer all around. You know my finish for that song, but can't argue with the results. As someone who claims that Crystal gave Brian Keller her powers, I can't argue with the results of walking out with a new song and him getting a victory. Agreed. Uh, rest of UFC Vegas 15. If you were just so enamored with the the, the, the Tyson Jones pay per view, Parker Porter gets his first UFC win over Josh Parisian. Wow. Via unanimous decision. That was a wild fight. I can't believe that thing went 15 minutes. Bill Algeo defeated Spike Carlisle, unanimous decision. Norma Dumont defeats Ashley Evans-Smith. She gets her first UFC win. Jonathan Pierce also gets his first UFC win against Kai Kamaka the third. Uh, TKO in the second round. Anderson Dos Santos gets a win. Gina Mazzani, first win in over three years. She gets a finish over Rachel, Rachel Ostevich. What a crazy fight that was. Uh, Nate 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 Manus gets a win. Uh, Sue, uh, I always forget how to pronounce his last name. Oh man, Sue Madari 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 Sue Madarji. I'm going like that. that. Yes, I apologize. Madarji yeah. Sue Madarji because I saw in the, in the UFC had as one long name. Or was it yeah. was like it was like Alatang Haley. Yeah, <laughs> Sue Sue Madarji. I'll just, I'll just go with that for now until yeah. until. Until he tells me what otherwise. Is, what is her, his ethnicity? Uh, he fights out of China, but that covers okay. a lot of ethnicities, to be honest. Yeah. Because yeah. I know some of those countries don't really have surnames, first yeah. names, last names. It's just like Ang Lang Song is all like his full name. Yeah. He's born in Tibet, if that helps. Can you no, talk about Tibetan eagle? You know what this fight card reminded me of? The Rockhold David Branch fight. Because it was the same exact day as Canelo Triple G, so no one really yeah. watched Triple G. I mean, David Branch and Rockhold, and like Rockhold got the win, like Domino went over David Branch. Mike Perry was on the card. I'm pretty sure Anthony Smith Lombard was on that card. Kamaru Usman was on that card, and it, I, where was that? Pittsburgh? Was that the Pittsburgh card? Or was no. somewhere? It was some <laughs> random place. Okay. Like it was like yeah. Pittsburgh or Philly or something weird, and no one watched it. I remember I had to do I had to do Twitter reacts maybe and no one watched it. It was all Triple G versus Canelo everywhere. Which you should have. Uh, can- the NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. We got our bonuses. Oh, oh let me guess. Um, Suma yeah. Darji. Uh, that, that, yep. He has yep. got one. Um, Anthony Smith. Yeah. Yep. And is there a fight of the night or two bonuses? Two bonuses. Four bonuses. Four bonuses. Okay, the bonuses. Um, maybe Baez. Oh, Baez. Uh, yep. Baez. Yeah, Baez. And then... <sighs> Ooh, this is going to be a tough one. If you get this, I'll be impressed. Manus. Boom! Yeah. Hundo. Nicely done. All right, we're going to go to questions momentarily. Uh, for those wondering why I'm so dark and look a little grainy, <laughs> uh, I'm in Boston right now. I'm at my parents' house. My parents are in Florida. They're about to drive back next week. So my wife, being the angel that she is, said, you know what? We're going to put up all the Christmas decorations for them. So by the time they get home, they don't have to do it. So you can see all the stockings behind me. So there you go. What is so that little, what's little, that little Boston little blanket? Is that a Christmas or is that always there? The Boston blanket? Uh, oh, that's, oh, there it is. Yeah, that's always there. I think all my right. kid put it up there. All right. <laughs> but there you go. All right, let's get to the questions. See what the peeps have to say. Here's the question. Do, 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 do. I just want to say before we get to the questions, it is pretty funny how right when uh, Roy Jones and Tyson began their their match, at the same time Porter and Parisian are going at it, and just like whoa, it was just just two heavyweight fights in two different combat sports. Very interesting. It was just a different, completely different feel to them. Have you seen the photos from the Tyson Jones, like the photos from Getty? Yeah, Casey. No, drop him in on Slack. Oh, man. I, 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 they I, I, are exactly what you'd expect during a pandemic where you have to sit like five rows back. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> man. It's like if, 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 if that fight was scheduled for next week, it doesn't happen because everything is shut yeah. down in LA. So, hey. All right. Uh, it was wild. Just a wild night. Everyone just just a lot, lot of lot of happiness for Lionheart. I, I'm seeing a lot of people just fans fans love him. It's good uh, one of the one of the really good guys in the sport. He is. He is. Girl dad too. <laughs> That's right. That uh, dude's been through a lot this year. More he importantly, former lot. co-host of the A side. That's right. Uh. Before, yeah, let me just go. Just here, we're not. It's not actually about this card, but it's other news coming out. 
Our good friend Joseph Boza. Am I crazy or is something up with UFC on ESPN 19? Hermanson versus Vittori. Kevin Holland supposedly got COVID around noon. <laughs> he dropped out four hours later. He is fighting Jacare. WTF. Okay, Jose. I got to say, I was a little surprised to see that on the broadcast night that Kevin Holland was returning in 2020 and fighting a week later against Jacare. Your 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 reaction to all of this because it's kind of it's kind of surprising. Not surprised. It's the UFC. That's what's what they a like. Week? I, like like a contract means nothing. Like you could like like Casey and I were talking about before you you hopped on. Like you sign a contract and then like a day later they're like, no, sorry, Sajar Eubanks, you're no longer fighting in the main event in Madison Square Garden, even though you you agreed to it. Like it doesn't matter. Like a week later, a day later, it doesn't matter. It's uh, it is what it like. Should it happen? Probably not because Kevin Holland has a, a, a virus that is very contagious and is killing a lot of people in this country. So probably shouldn't fight, but it doesn't surprise me that the UFC is making it happen. I'm sure he's going to quarantine, but can he train? Who's he going to train with? Like, he can't. Does his coaches have it? Does his coaches not have it? Is, is he in any sort of training camp? Like, they push this to January. So be it. But for it to be a week later is a little shocking. But not it, sh- it, it, it. It should be shocking. But honestly, I'm not surprised because it's just I'm used to the UFC pulling this kind of stuff at this point. Shouldn't be happening though. And Jacare already had COVID too, so sure did. I like, was there. Oh, he, he, was like, the, oh, he, he was the original. original. The patient zero. I will never forget sitting in the lobby because it was we were all done with work. Me and Oscar Willis. And Adam Hill of Las Vegas or June Oscar Willis of uh, MacLife were sitting in the hotel lobby, like finally eating dinner after a long day. And then just chaos broke. And then all of a sudden the entire lobby was empty. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it funny now? What? So when was that fight in June? When was May. That? May. May. So May. And now, now we're at the point where it's if a fighter doesn't fall out, a main fight doesn't fall out the week of, that's a shocker. Yeah. yeah. So, like, so. <laughs> Yeah, this is it's weird, and just because Holland is booked against Jacare doesn't mean that fight's happening either, um, people. Um, so it's interesting, but I won't. Don't too worry, much- Kevin Holland will end up fighting Jack Hermanson in January because both <laughs> fights will fall out. <laughs> just you know that little graphic you see all the time, card subject to change. Just keep that in mind, there ladies you go. and gentlemen. It's on the books right now, and as Jose has said many times in the preview show, until those two men. Walk to the octagon, and the referee says go. Fight's not official yet. That's just kind of the world we're living in. Ooh, what about – yes, Natalie Duran. I completely agree with you. Anthony Smith versus Luke Rockhold, there is no other fight to make. It is personal. Give Anthony Smith what he wants, right? Any disagreements if, here? If Rockhold is back, like if he wants to come back and he's ready to go, then sure. I love that fight. That fight should happen. They hate each other. Rockhold's coming off a loss. Anthony Smith <clears> – <throat> is still not in a position to be choosy with his opponents. Uh, I think it's a fight both fighters can win. Five-round fight. I mean, Rockhold's only fought two, three-rounders in his UFC career. Anthony Smith's on this this run of main events. Make it happen. Off off the top of my head, I'm who's light heavyweight. Um, who else is there? You already fought Balkan. You already fought like pretty much everyone in the top five. It's probably like he'd probably have to fight like the winner of <sighs> – Circuit off and span, right? At this point, or uh, Jimmy Crute. Oh, 
This is Jimmy the fight. would be fun. This is the fight for Anthony Smith. This is a perfect fight for both those gentlemen, honestly. I agree. It, but is, I'm just I'm just thinking like if Rockhold doesn't want to fight anytime soon and Anthony Smith does, because Luke Rockhold is technically still retired. Well, this if if he if, if Luke Rockhold wants to come back, this is the fight he needs to come back to. I mean, 100%. look at I mean, I know people want to people want to crap on Luke Rockhold because you know Luke Rockhold's Luke Rockhold. But look who he's I mean, look who he's lost to though. He lost he lost to Jan. Like when, when he lost when we lost to Jan, no one thought like, oh, that guy, that, this is clearly gonna be the guy's gonna be the champ in a few months. Like no, who? Like, I, I don't think that was, that was written. That wasn't written anywhere in the world. He lost to Romero in Bisping. I mean. Yeah, uh, yeah, but this if Rockhold loses Anthony Anthony Smith, who knows what happens after that? But man, actually, you yeah, know what? Another fun fight because they have some sort of beef too. Uh, Johnny Walker because they don't have fights and they had they were going out on Twitter not Ooh, too long ago. Too. Anthony Smith and, and Johnny and Johnny Walker. Yeah, Anthony Smith's response was, "I'll beat the f out of you." Because <laughs> Walker called him out after his last win. He got on the mic yeah. and called him out. Yeah. You know what? You know what I think is not out of the realm of possibility because of this card is subject to change. Maybe they have Anthony Smith on standby to fight Jacare. That's that light heavyweight. Why not? It would have to be a two five. Yeah, Jacare's fought at two five. If Jacare wants a fight, no matter what, then I could see that. Yeah. And, First and, round sub didn't take any yeah. damage. And, and, look, at, and look, right. look again at Jacare. We he was one of those guys that tried to go to light heavyweight. And he lost, but he'd wind up losing to the guy who wind up winning the belt. So it's not like he lost to just a dude, you know. He lost to Jan, you know. So um, uh, what what if Romero jumps up? Well, what if Romero jumps up to two or five? I'm just thinking like other possibilities. That's awesome. I I like that's a main event fight. Hell yeah! You know, I like Jacare versus Anthony Smith way more. Than Jacques Ray versus Kevin Holland. I know Kevin Holland wants to get in there and everything, but with the test, it's just come on, man. But so, um, but that, uh, but of course, that would Jacques Ray going back up in weight. But he, but he's fighting a guy that used to fight at eighty five. He's a small two hundred five er. Hmm, who knows? Good idea, Mike. Heck. Let me call. Let me call. Do you like Mike Maynard? Yeah. Do you guys like Hermanson versus Vittori better than Hermanson versus Holland? I like Hermanson. I wish I wanted Hermanson Jacare. Why did why why was it? Vittori? They already fought. They already they? fought. What happened? Yeah, he beat him up and fight. That's how Jack Hermanson got these oh. main events. He beat him up in Sunrise. You're right. Sorry. That's why. Yeah. All right. It was supposed to be Romero Jacare too, if I'm not mistaken. And Romero pulled out, if I remember correctly. And Hermanson was the last minute. Yeah. I I yeah. remember that because this was back in the uh, the MMA hour days, and Jack Hermanson was like, "I'm gonna beat up Jacare on the ground." Like I do not care how good he is. I wrote that article. I don't remember that fight. I mean, I, now yeah. I do remember the result, yeah. but I don't. I don't actually Greg remember Hardy, the fight. Greg Hardy was on that card. That was when he fought that dude who looked like he was going to fall asleep. <laughs> like his, he had a like his eyes were always closed. <laughs> the one that Dana freaked out about afterwards. Yeah, he's like, "Why is he in the UFC?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's oh guy. that guy." <laughs> You know, there's, there, there's so many fights I watch and I go, you know what? I'm just going to block this out of my memory in about 30 seconds. And this is gone. And then I'm a happy the, man again. That fight <laughs> had the co-main event was Greg Hardy versus Dmitry Smolikov. Co-main event. And then they had Mike Perry, Cowboy, Oliveira, Glover, Kutaleba, Corey Sanhagen, Lineker was on that card. Roosevelt Roberts. Oh, yeah. 
Esparza, Jandaroba, Gilbert Burns, Mike Davis. That was a good card. My God. Angela and that Jody. Diego and Court. That was a good scrap. Man, there was a lot of good fights on that card. Hey, look at my good fighters on my card and, and that the co-main event. Right yeah. <laughs> I just remember I had to make winner graphics like for like that we post like who won the fights. And shockingly, Esther had photos of Dimitri that I could I like <laughs> available. And every single photo, it looked like he had just fallen asleep. So I'm like, this I hope this guy doesn't become a big superstar because he's the most unphotogenic person I have ever seen in the UFC. <laughs> I love oh, I love those guys. Uh, I love it. The tonight's Tyson pay-per-view help make combat sports more fringe or legit. Um, I would say it's going to be the same as every big boxing match where our, all eyes are on boxing, but then boxing is really into how much money they can make today rather than how they can make the sport big i think which is take it for what it is like when pacquiao fought mayweather i boxing didn't become all of a sudden this big thing but all eyes were on it and then a week later we just passed it same as maymac like how much money can we make right now which is fine if you want to make a lot of money and you want to put on a spectacle like you go to the circus you don't go to you don't want to go to the circus every single week but uh that's just my opinion. Boxing is really good at making one night spectacles and not continuing on forward. I think Eddie Hearn is doing a really good job over in uh, what is it, uh, Matchroom Boxing? Uh, he, if you watch his, like when he when Katie Taylor fought, he the way he cuts promos on his fighters is amazing. He sells them and he sells their opponents. Like Katie Taylor just beat the hell out of her opponent. I can't even remember her opponent's name, and he basically still sold her opponent's skills sold how good Katie Taylor's and basically like, yeah, this fight wasn't that competitive, but just keep watching. Like Eddie, I think Eddie Hearn is doing a phenomenal job promoting his fighters over there. And uh, Anthony Joshua should be the biggest star in boxing. He's just not there yet. He has to fight Tyson Fury and Wilder first. I think this, I think the Tyson pay-per-view was very legit. Um, outside of, you know, Snoop making, you know, some off color, maybe jokes every once in a while. Uh, but uh, no, I think it was. I think I thought Izzy was great. I mean, yes. can we talk about Izzy for a moment? I thought Izzy was. I thought. What did you think about Izzy in the in the commentary booth? You could tell he did homework. You could really tell he did homework because, like, when uh, Body Jack fought, he rem- he was talking about his opponent's last fight, Body Jacks, Body Body Jacks last fights. Like he, you could tell he really put in the research. Even Jake Paul, he's like talking about what Jake Paul did in his last fight compared to what he did in this fight. I think Izzy has a, has a real, like he has a legit future in like an, analytical work for like the UFC, like a color commentator and stuff. I think it's interesting the fact that he was actually so good. First of all, I, thought, really good. I, I felt, I felt like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't listen to the whole broadcast. I probably listened of the, the Tyson pay-per-view. I probably listened to maybe 40% of it, but I got the impression that Izzy was almost slightly annoyed that maybe, um, maybe uh, Snoop wasn't taking it as serious as uh, as Izzy was. Um, I don't know. That was just my sense. But I don't understand why. Why? How did the UFC not see this in Izzy? He's their champ, and yet I haven't seen him in a in a, in any sort of analyst role for the UFC. That's just Probably. I just find that very odd. Maybe they just couldn't get him to Vegas to do it, or he was in camp, or he's had so many fights back to back to back to back. Once again, have time to do that. Well, he's in. He's he's only four hours from Vegas right now, and he's been down. He's been down here for about yeah. a month at least. Fair point. So fair point. I'm just um. I'm just saying. It's just 
Something, something's going on. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm sure he made a lot more money doing it tonight than he would have doing it for a UFC broadcast. Like, a lot more. Yes. I, when things don't make sense, yeah. <laughs> it's like, he was writing, he was writing, still, he was writing the bigger checks. Yeah. And I'm sure the UFC had to like allow him to do it in some way. And I went with it. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I've never heard that. I think there's got to be some sort of conflict there in some way. Dana White said Izzy told him. Izzy so told like, Dana? Izzy, Izzy, Izzy was like, hey, I'm doing this. And Dana was like, cool. That's what he said at the press conference anyway. Can you right. imagine Dana saying, no, don't make money? <laughs> and that, that will go real over real well with Izzy, I'm sure. He did great, though. He, he did. He's he, awesome. I was really he impressed. Was I was impressed. Hey, in tuxedos, he so wearing a tuxedo. Look at him looking all sharp. <laughs> he was so much better than Sugar Ray. That's for sure. That's an unfortunate thing. Like, Sugar Ray oh, is I great. Know. But I felt like like when Sugar Ray would would speak, I would like – he would, it sounded like he was about to say something profound or like something like reminisce on something. And I was like, like leaning in here. And then he just like stopped talking. Like he started a story. And then just never got to the next part. Yeah, I never got any insight from him. Yeah, for sure. No, and he obviously he's one of the greatest boxers who ever lived, but he was not on his A game. Morrow was Morrow. Morrow's the best. Oh, it was, it was, at, I was at, happy to hear Morrow again. But him yeah, and his flowing Morrow was by far, and he was he was bringing a lot of uh, yeah. He had Matt caught me off guard for sure. I was like, whoa. He was uh, he was doing a lot. I think for like he would. When he would talk to Izzy, when people would clinch up, he would specifically ask Izzy about like, oh, this is like you in the UFC. And then when Snoop Dogg, he'd be like, hey, Snoop, you you used to do – you've done WWE matches before. Your cousin is a women's champion right now. So like he was bringing in – like he was trying to get like specific experiences from other people. He said to try to get that with yeah. Sugar Ray. And Sugar Ray's like, oh, I'm kind of old, so I don't know. Sugar Ray seems like he's good for like – Maybe like promos where you interview them and you can edit and take like clips of them. But like when he just has to free flow in a booth, I don't know. I felt it was a little off. Dude, you know, you know who was great tonight? And uh, I know people kind of like frowned upon it when they heard he was the host. Mario Lopez is awesome tonight. He was. Well, Mario Lopez is a, Mario Lopez is a, Mario Lopez is a really big boxing fan. Like he, he does a lot of, he did a lot of like uh, Showtime or HBO, one of them. So he would do that a lot and he's hosted a million things. So like, I'm, I'm not. When he popped on, I'm like, whatever. Like, I don't really think about Mario Lopez. I, I don't have any affinity for Mario. I never, I've never seen an episode of Saved by the Bell. Um, <gasps> but, I, but I, I know. I didn't grow up watching TV, but I just know he really is passionate about boxing. So, um, cool. he was the best wrestler at Bayside. AC Slater, bro. I will, <laughs> I will take your word for it. Um, you when, when need I, it. <laughs> when I first, uh, my first gig. Ever in MMA, I, I was hired as an editor for the uh, the countdown show for the first Elite XC card, which was um, Frank Shamrock versus Henzo Gracie. So I had lots of raw footage of Mario Lopez. He was one of the original uh, kind of analysts for Showtime when Elite XC came about. So um, I remember going, "Oh, and it, you know, it just, I just, it was just fun hearing all this." Footage of him talking about Frank Shamrock and Henzo Gracie in an early Gina Carano. So um, that was 12, 13 years ago. So Mario Lopez for a while has been seriously involved yeah. in not just boxing, but just combat sports in general. So, yeah, he did what well tonight. I, I don't really care very much for him as far as just in general. Yeah, but, but I, I, tonight I'm he did like great, he, I think. 
And when he pops up, I know he's not going to say anything dumb that he doesn't know what he's talking about because he's he's a yeah. fan for yeah. sure. Yeah. I see what's next for Baez. A question. Uh, I will. Give I my- saw someone. I saw someone in the Twitter comments say Rockmanov. I like that fight. I don't think it's going to happen, but I think that fight is fun. That is. A lot I think of fun. it's the Tim Means. I like Tim Means fight. They both. They both. Uh, Tim Means is just like. I think a slightly younger version of Matt Brown. So uh, I think Tim Means versus uh, Baez is a fun scrap. It's a lot of options for the man right now. You give him top 15 mm-hmm. yet? Mm, I give him a name next, like a pretty solid yeah. name, top 25. I, You know who I like? Maybe like Cowboy Oliveira. That's a what about step up. Joban? A name. What about Alan Joban? What about Alan Joban? I was like thinking Joban too. Wins. I was thinking Joe Ben also. But Joe, Joe Ben's just like pretty beat up. Been, he was out for a while. He got beat yeah. up pretty bad. But he won. Mm-hmm. I guess it's um I think and I think the UFC, I feel like the UFC, um, they want to put the promotional push behind Baez. I think he's 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 got that it factor a bit. Yeah, I mean this give him a he needs a step up though. That there's no doubt about that. Yeah, I, I don't like know maybe Cow, maybe Cowboy Oliveira. Um I don't know. I mean, I like the. I kind of like the Danny Rodriguez or Nicholas Dalby idea around around yeah. that range. Okay, yeah, I see. That. Yeah, those are. But he's close. He's real close though. But what do we think about Baeza? Is he, um, I was. Is he? What about what about the winner of Chaos Williams and Michelle Pereira? Depending on the fight goes. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'd be down to watch either of those scraps. That'd be a lot of fun. Because I think Chaos Williams, if he just crushes Michelle Pereira like he did the last two, he probably deserves top 15. But if it's like a, if he doesn't do that and we set, we get we finally get a sense of, oh, he, he has – if he doesn't put you away in 30 seconds, he might not be the best fighter in the world. So, uh, But, again, there's a lot of questions for him. So I don't, I don't hate that fight either. That would just yeah. be a violent scrap. There's a lot. I mean, 170 is just so much fun right now. Yeah, I I think more importantly, he just needs. Yeah, Mike Perry. I, I I was kind of thinking that too. You said a name, but not a ranked name. And Mike Perry is still a bigger name than Tim Means, even though Tim Means is, is. A ba- yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, maybe that's what Mike Perry is good for right now is uh, using um, his big name to boost up uh, upcoming prospects. So uh, yeah, I like him. I'll have to think about it for on to the next one. Then I'll Does Sean Brady my have a fight? Sean, Sean Brady doesn't have a fight coming up, right? Oh, I just looked he just, he was supposed he to pulled. fight Bilal Muhammad, and then he That's got injured. Right. So. What's Gunnar Nelson doing these days? He has, he has a fight. I don't there. know. I haven't heard of him. He's a fight in a while. Man. So this, is a quick, this is a quick next question. Just a quick yes and no. Quick yes and no, and we'll move to the next question. <laughs> No, no, absolutely not. Tonight, that's a good fight. <laughs> that is what MMA is about, man. <laughs> that is the beauty of MMA. I'm using beauty. I'm using beauty very loosely right there. <laughs> is it? A, sh- should it have been like a main card fight on a <laughs> on a UFC card? Probably not. And it's no disrespect to either guy, but it was a fun fight. But can we talk about again how the UFC puts f- those two heavyweights? 
talented gentlemen, good fighters, at the top of a card, when the freaking flyweights again with the quickest knockout of the whole night, they're throwing the second fight of the night. It's like, come on, man. When do we? <laughs> again, again. I can tell you from Twitter reacts, more people watch the flyweight fight than the heavyweight fight. That heavyweight fight was going on at the exact same time while a, a couple other heavyweights were fighting in a boxing ring in Los Angeles. <laughs> sure were. Um, I can't find the question yet, but uh, I lost it. But uh, let's talk about what's next for Gina Mazzani and Rachel Ostovich. Uh, unfortunately, I think Rachel, Rachel Ostovich's <laughs> next fight will not be in the UFC. Yeah, I, um, I re- probably yeah. back to Invicta. Yeah, I I actually followed Rachel for a couple of days for her one of her Invicta fights, um, maybe four years ago or so, and super nice. Her family was super awesome and everything, and she let me follow her around. I was in the locker room for her warming up, you know, and doing all that stuff, and she won her fight. And uh, I remember thinking, oh, she has some serious potential. She has like she has some star making potential. But she was young. She's going to get better. You know, she looks very raw. And that was like four, at least four years ago. And unfortunately, she's the same fighter. I don't, I just, she just, do you see Rachel Ossovich? I mean, I know she's been out of the ring, out of the cage for a while, but she just feels, I don't see any improvement in her game. Doesn't she feel like the same fighter you saw in the, was she in the tough house? I'm not sure, but. She, I will say outside of Jake Paul, almost killing a man tonight. I think, I think Rachel Ostovich had the highlight of the night. She when she got that weird transition, that was insane. That was was a very bizarre transition, but then she didn't do anything with it. Yeah. We were talking before you, before you hopped, before you hopped on, we were like, like, I was like, man, if Rachel had got that crazy transition and actually got a submission, like $50,000, probably going to be talking about it for the rest of the year or until something else crazy happens. But, like, she got to the position, and then, like, that was it. Like, step one, do something crazy. Step two, finish it, and you just did it. Yeah. yeah. She showed a lot of gusto in the fight, though. I'll give she her did. credit. G- Gina Mazzani, man, she is legit at 125. She's an animal. She's got a lot of energy. She is super strong in that division. And that pace, that that glory mma pace that those fighters put on just fits her perfectly did it not casey oh yeah i thought she looked great tonight um i thought felder was kind of was kind of harsh on her saying oh she looks really tired but to me i didn't see that i I just someone i saw someone that was just pushing hard just pushing 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 and just i was yeah she was breathing hard and looking tired but her her punches her takedowns her just aggression was always still there so um I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I think we've been kind of waiting for G- that Gina Mazzani to show up, and I think we got it tonight. Um, I don't know how far she'll go in the in the, um, the flyweight uh, the flyweight uh, division, but um, I'm excited that she got a solid win, and I want to see her fight again. So I think that's a that's a big win. Maybe like a Courtney Casey or something around there. Okay. Yeah, that works. Yeah, just I mean, I want to see her fight. Um... Uh, who's the woman that um, if she wants to stay a flyweight that Lauren Murphy fought? Shakarova? Yeah. Well, Too bad, like, you know, because like Gina it looked great, but she fought Rachel Ostovich, who has a sub 500 record. I don't want to throw her into like an Shevchenko Lipsky fight that she could win, but 
like I don't know, like I'm thinking like JJ Aldridge, Montana De La Rosa, like somewhere somewhere in there. Like not top fifteen, but sixteen to twenty-four, sixteen to twenty-five. Actually the lady that Murphy Lauren Murphy beat in Abu Dhabi, that's a should I, be a actually I want be a her. Strawweight. Well, and she, if she goes to strawweight. If if big if the UFC keeps Rachel Ostovich around um, that's who I would like to see Rachel Ostovich first uh, against if she fights. I think Gina's actually, um, uh, I think she deserves a bit of a name. Um, so I like, um, yeah, Corny Casey would be a good one. Uh, JJ Casey. Montana, yeah. um, Corny, yeah, like Corny Casey, unfortunately, seems to be that kind of that, and I hate saying because it, it sounds <laughs> negative, that gatekeeper. That if yeah. you want to be an elite level, uh, Female fighter, you gotta have to beat court. You have to beat Courtney Casey. What about uh, Sabina Mazo? I don't think she has a fight. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> that'd, be a, that'd be a fun fight. That'd be, be a fun fight. Yeah, fight. Um, Marina Morosa. She's she's fallen out. So I don't know. There's a couple fun fights. I don't think she's top if, fifteen yet, but a name like Casey said. If they keep Ostevich around, you got to do Ashley Evan Smith, right? I mean, those two are kind of like Probably. in the same boat right yeah. now. Shayna Dobson. Yeah. I would uh, think. Yeah. Or uh, who did Shayna Dobson just beat? Because that's like what, like, I think. Oh, the, um, like, our, uh, Agapova. That would be a fun, like, yeah. That'd be a fight because I think that's historically one of the biggest betting upsets in the history of UFC. It might be number one. Uh, Norma Dumont versus Ashley Evans. Norma was 139 and a half. Norma said she had a tough weight cut, losing 35 pounds. Should UFC have a women's featherweight division and get more fighters? They do have a women's featherweight division. <laughs> do they? Kind of. <laughs> kind of. I mean, in theory. In theory. There Check. is a champion. There's supposed to be a title fight coming up. Um. To answer, I mean, I don't know what else. What else can you do to build this division even more? I mean, you had a tough season and tried, and then like everybody on that season went down to one thirty-five. So, like, what else can you do at this point to to build forty-five? I don't know. I just don't think there's enough quality forty-fivers to fill up uh, two divisions in two different promotions, being Bellator and uh, UFC. I would love. I mean, I feel bad for Megan, but like, I was just, I just want all the 45ers to go to Bellator. And, and I just, and, and then, you know, use, use Invicta as kind of a, you know, uh, another platform to, I don't, uh, build up fighters to go to Bellator. Like Pam Swanson's still out there. She's the Bellator. She's, I think she's Invicta champ. And I don't understand why she's not signed by the UFC. So it's wild. So, I mean, uh, okay. Jose, do you subscribe to the theory that when Nunez defends against Megan Anderson, that Megan Anderson has to win for this division to stay alive? It's mm. an interesting question. I don't know right now because I, I don't know. Um, if she does win, I think it's great. But if Amanda loses and we get like a – like a Demetrius Johnson type thing where he leaves the UFC after he loses. And then all of a sudden flyweight gets like, like Megan Anderson and someone else fight for a vacant title. And then she wins the vacant title and then injects all this excitement to the division. I guess that could technically happen, but I think Casey just said it best featherweight, the best featherweights 
the three be- the three of the best featherweights in the world between Nunez, uh, Cyborg, and Julia Budd. Two of them are in Bellator, and I think Bellator is the place to be if you're a women's featherweight fighter. I think the issue is similar to like the UFC 205 uh, and heavyweights, like a no- like the best fight, the best and most stacked weight classes in MMA are the average human size. Like the average male size is probably between 135 and 170, right? Like somewhere in there, and those are the most stacked weight classes. For women, 115 is probably an average women's size for an athlete. That that is top fifteen is unbelievable at strawweight, and then as you get higher, especially one forty five, like the in the UFC heavyweight, like if you're a UFC heavyweight and you're an incredible athlete, you're probably playing another sport, uh, or you're going into boxing because you can make a lot more money as a heavyweight champion in boxing than in MMA. So it's uh, until the, the until they figure that out, it's going to be a rough time for the featherweight division for women. Well, I'll tell you what the. Potential savior of this division could be Kayla Harrison. I know she's supposed to fight say. for PFL next year too, but definitely something to keep an eye on because you know I, that I think Amanda Nunes hangs on. I don't like Kayla Harrison and Amanda Nunes train together down at uh, ATT, or I don't know if they actually train together because you know how ATT is. But yeah. if they're both waving the ATT banner, and if Kayla Harrison knows. Amanda's out, and now's the time to drop to 145 so they don't have to fight each other. Wouldn't surprise me either. But like she it. was for years wanted to fight Cyborg. Like that was her boogie woman, she said. Who said like what? It. Sorry? Kayla Harrison really wanted to fight Cyborg before oh, Cyborg lost. I don't know if I don't know if that's still if she still wants that fight. I'm sure she does, Why but yeah, I don't she think does. she cares the same. I don't think she cares the same crescendo as it did in the past but outside of I don't know the, if it's enough to get her to go to Bellator. Yeah. I I would yeah. I I, I would hope I want to see Kayla Harrison fight in a bigger show. Uh, I think she deserves it. I think she's a great personality. I think she's super exciting. I think she's great at 45. I think she's great that she can throw elbows on the ground fine elbows on the ground finally. And um I want to see her in Bellator and I don't want to see a, a featherweight division in the UFC. Unfortunately. Kayla uh, Harrison is going to be a great on on camera talent too. She's an excellent yep. speaker. Is she good on the mic? Uh, as far as Anna, she's phenomenal. Really oh, that's she great. she is so good, and she can talk a lot of greasiness with her male fighters. Like uh, her and Henry Cejudo are constantly talking trash when they're around <laughs> each other because they both have gold medals. Mm, all in right. Ca- in case you heard, <laughs> who who's <laughs> wait Cejudo? That's a rumor. Yeah, one or two rumor. Rumor. Big if true. Big <laughs> uh, find another question. Maybe. Should be a million questions. This yeah. is just a weird, wacky, weird crazy question. night. Yeah. There's been a few. Uh I don't know. What uh, it's, it's a bit of a troll question, but I think we can parlay this into another topic. Nate Robinson versus Diego Sanchez. But more about are we going to start seeing celebrity MMA? Have, have we? Have we had? I know we get celebrity boxing. Have we gotten? Have we really gotten celebrity MMA yet? Uh, do people not want to see that? I don't. I don't know. I, don't really I mean, care. I don't want to see. I don't know. I don't want to see like Nate Robinson fight. D- d- not Diego. Yeah. I know what you're that's, that's, yeah. I don't know. 
I'm just I'm, I I don't know the answer either. I'm not sure because I haven't seen it, you know. But the closest thing we to... got is the closest thing we got is CM Punk. It's the closest thing we got. Yeah, but but it has to be CM Punk versus Nate Robinson. <laughs> like, like that that like, like Nate Robinson versus CM Punk. It's like oh okay, I can, that's something I, I can think see. you if if you're gonna do celebrity MMA, I would like to see like um uh. Actors who have had legitimate martial arts backgrounds that have parlayed that into a action career that can make the hop up, like the the jump over. Oh, yeah. Right. So, like, if uh, Tommy from the, the Green Power Ranger fought CM Punk, I mean, for years Tommy wanted to fight. <laughs> Tommy and Jean Claude Van Damme have been trying to fight for years. You know what? There's a lot of love for um, the big boys. <laughs> big over. <laughs> There's a lot of love. I think Mark, Mark Ramundi had like the line of the night. Pa- Parker Porter looked like a 90s WCW job wrestler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. He did. He did. That is true. Oh. Yeah, he, looked oh. like, he looked like something. I, I, I couldn't. Figure it out. I was like, is he? Just, he yeah, yeah. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like uh, Booker T versus like Sergeant Parker Porter, and he just gets jobbed out in like a minute and a half. That was a fun fight, though. Obese heavyweight fights are the best. Parisian's a good fighter too. I don't know. That was. I, I don't know what the lines were on that fight, but probably goes down as a as a decent upset. But good on Parker Porter. One of the first MMA events I ever went to, I saw Parker Porter fight John Jones, a young man named John Jones, and he got knocked <laughs> out in 36 seconds. You saw that live? Yeah, in Wellington, Massachusetts, 2008. John Jones, I think it was his fourth fight, maybe fifth. But Dan Loza, Dan Dan Lozon was on the card. That's the only reason I went to see it. Silver Roy Jones Jr. would be cool. So there's your celebrity fight right there. I think that could be an actual professional fight too. Yeah, I'm assuming you're talking boxing. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. God yes. Yeah. Not even no no kicks, no kicks, no ground. Okay. I was just just double checking, double checking. Yeah. So does does Roy Jones's performance tonight make you more enticed? Make you more eager to see? Anderson Silva versus Jones. I've been wanting to see that fight for ten years. I still want to see that fight. It just confirmed that I want to see it. Yeah, I completely agree with Jose. Yeah, I think I think yeah. To me, I think Roy Jones' performance tonight goes okay. He still, he still, he still can fight. He can still take a shot. You know, so yeah. I think again, like like we said at the beginning, I think Roy Jones fought like this was an exhibition, and Mike Tyson fought like it was a fight. Like if, if I I have a I, I'm, I don't obviously know this I'm not in Roy Jones's camp but if in my mind if Roy Jones is like oh this is a professional fight for a real belt I'm gonna destroy Mike Tyson and I feel like Roy Jones would beat Mike Tyson in 2020. You think so? I do. If there was an actual piece of hardware on the line and you get a championship like a real belt from a governing body, I feel like Roy Jones could beat Mike Tyson in 2020. Do you think if they do the rematch, it should be a real fight? Do they do, do they need to do this exhibition thing again? 
Now, do you think they do you think, do you think they they proved enough to the commission, to the general audience, to the boxing and MMA media, like, like we matter, but that like no, these guys should be able to fight a professional fight with real judges, real knockouts or whatever. Because I was thinking during the fight, I was thinking, okay, they went eight rounds. I thought both guys looked great for their age, but at the same time, I didn't want to see either of them get knocked out. I felt that that would have felt did. dirty. You don't think that felt dirty if you want to saw Mike Tyson just no, flattened out? No, fifty year old. Not, it would be if a fifty year old knocks out a fifty year old. I wouldn't feel dirty. If it was Mike Tyson fighting like I don't know, like Usyk and Usyk just to cap, then I would feel bad. But if they're both like fifty three and fifty six, I I don't feel bad. Mm. All right. What do you think, Mike? Was it? Was there any moment where you go, man? It's like. Like maybe I got to the third round. Okay, I just want to see a competitive decision. Or did you want to see like I want to see a knockout? I gotta get some violence in here. I, I want to see if like I was. I, I wouldn't say completely satisfied with the fight, but I was. I was. I was. In, I was satisfied enough. Like That's Tyson right. tried to take his head off in the first two rounds, and then I think he realized like, all right, this is an exhibition, and Tyson still was throwing hammers, but he was like landing hard to the body. Wasn't trying to like decapitate him like past the midway point of the fight. He landed some nasty hooks though. Yeah, I mean we got to see like glimpses of the old Tyson in the fight, which is which was kind of fun. I think yeah, I I, I was well, I was watching last year and I, I said oh it feels like I'm watching a greatest hits in the sense that I got to see we got to see little visions of like prime Mike Tyson for like you no know, three or four seconds at a time. Little visions of prime Roy Nelson, you know, Roy Nelson, yeah, Roy, Roy Jones, Nelson. you know, <laughs> Roy, yeah, Roy Jones, you know, doing his thing, you know. I you agree. Know. Like, yeah, when he, there, like, there was like moments, you know, it, oh yeah. He would do his head movement and then he hit him with that jab. I'd be like, he got guys, he did it. He did the thing. <laughs> he did the thing he does. Yeah. He the- <laughs> and then like Mike Tyson was like coming in like this. Then he yeah, like, switched and went to the bottom. I'm like, yeah. he did the thing again. Yeah. He did the thing that we used to watch. <laughs> That, that, that's why I feel like the fight was, to me, a success because we got to see what sure. we wanted without feeling dirty. To me, sure. Do we do Tyson versus Holyfield now? Oh. Holyfield might you be, know it's that coming, might, right? Oh, that might be no, that, man, Tyson. That, that might actually be a bad fight though, as far as just Mike entertainment. Tyson versus Mike Tyson versus Buster Douglas Part Two. Why <laughs> oh, not? God, Buster Douglas is like three fifty right now. <laughs> I bet he's bigger than that. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you if they did Tyson Douglas 2 in 2022, it would just just shatter numbers from like the generation that remembers that. And but Tyson Holyfield with the casual viewer. I mean the casual viewer of, of of Douglas and Tyson too. Like people there's a reason we call like any major upset like that is the litmus test. Like oh the Red Sox beat the, the Astros is it a bigger upset than Holy than Douglas over Tyson like no <laughs> all right let me get some last quick excuse me last questions in here oh someone asked me am I drinking a beer and no I'm not drinking a beer I'm drinking a, a Lacroix this the is Croix. Um, the Croix. this is berry flavored zero calories Hip soda. Yeah, hipster water. What are you talking about? This is good stuff. That's what it's called. Yeah, it's delicious. That's just what it's, people are, refer to it as. What about hipster water? What does that mean? Is it means it? you're too cool to drink real water, so you got to put flavor in it. Okay, fair enough. 
<laughs> well, you got me. <laughs> Sandy Pham, good to good to see you. Hypothetically, if the Cyborg Harrison fight happens, who would win? I just that's an interesting it. question. I I if they fought right now, I, I favor Chris, but it would be a fun. It would be a great fight. I don't think Harrison gets is by any means outmatched, but I just think Chris Cyborg hits. I still think she might hit harder than Amanda at, at featherweight. Amanda just cleaned her clock that fight. But Cyborg just like, you don't look the same when you fight her. So and Her- Kayla Harrison has never experienced that in any capacity, I think. So I'd favor Chris. Uh, plus, Chris Chris Cyborg is a, is a phenomenal grappler. Like, she's a great jiu-jitsu practitioner. So Harrison is not out by any means, but I heavily favor Chris Cyborg. Yeah. I mean, she's going to get... She'll have what at least four, five more fights before that fight could even happen. Yeah, she'll do. And, uh, she's gonna do Kayla one more Invicta is, fight. Kayla's for sure. I think Kayla's the strongest already, the strongest featherweight out there in terms of physical strength. Like she has like cannons on her arms. So, but that's a super interesting fight if that happens. I don't know right now, Chris, but in, down the road. I'm sure Kayla can, is going to put up. She's she's going to be in the fight no matter what. But I favor Chris. If she does go to Bellator, I don't want to see them throw Kayla Harrison into that fight right away. Give her like one, give her another fight first. Doesn't even have to be I, a Julia Butt. Throw her in there with like a Jesse Miel. I feel like Bellator like has that. been pretty good at that. Like all these fighters that yeah. come over from the UFC, they get like one fight, and then they like Sergio Pettis got the treatment, like. Uh, I think Bader fought Phil Davis right away, but I think they were he was coming off like a long win streak in the UFC and then got slotted in against a former UFC champ. So who did Corey Anderson Lorenzo. fight first? Melvin Melvin Manhoof. Yeah, Melvin Manhoof. Um who did Lorenzo Larkin, Larkin fight? fought for a Lima? title in his first fight, right? Lima. Yeah, but that was yeah. the MSG card. They yeah, wanted to stack and, that. And, and Larkin was coming off wins too. Larkin was coming yeah. off wins in the UFC. Um Anderson was coming off obviously that knockout. So sure. So it's a little different, I, I think. But um, I think lately they've been doing a pretty decent job of giving them one fight before the the big fight. So I feel yeah. hair. Actually, yeah, they're just desperate for it. I remember Musasi. His first fight was against uh, Alex uh, Alexander the Russian catch Shemenko. Shemenko. Shemenko almost yeah. knocked him out. Yeah, almost. I was there cut, almost that. lost his eye. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, like he. Yeah, he almost. Yeah, he almost ended his career. Yeah, that fight. Yeah, he got hit so hard and. And um, he was on the, he was on the did, MMA hour right after. Yeah. Didn't Benson Henderson lose his first fight in Bellator against Koreshkov at welterweight? That's when that was a mistake. Yeah, that's when <laughs> that's also when Benson Henderson had one knee and just didn't like he like for those of you who, who don't know, like I'll say it for him because Benson Henderson's never get is not one to make excuses. Benson Henderson basically had one knee for like five years before he had surgery. So uh, I I give like I remember I would see him. At like local Arizona shows, and I didn't. It looked like he was struggling to walk up the steps to corner people, uh, let alone fight a human. So, all respect to Benson Henderson. I sat cage side for that fight. Koreshkov was just slamming his shin oh. against Ben Henderson's face yeah. over and over again. Like he was just peppering him. And Henderson, like, didn't even bat an eye. He just kept moving forward. I was like, how is this guy human right now? This Benson Henderson is, so un, is an under is a underappreciated uh former champion in the UFC. Hundred percent. 
Unfortunately, he's not a welterweight. He needs he needs nope. to understand that. He's, it, well, he's not, is, he's not he is not a top level welterweight. Rather, he is not a. And he is, I think he's a perfect one sixty five. Yeah, <laughs> most, most likely. Yeah. Um, guys, we we have been blabbing for over an hour now. Really? Yeah, hour and five minutes. Actually, we had two we had wow. two cards to go through. Yeah. Um, Anything? Any other crazy? Uh, uh, la, 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 la. No, I think um, I think we uh, uh Mr. I think we already answered this, but he he really wants us to talk about this, so um, we can go, we can help out, Mr. Tristan. Yeah, I was I was waiting for Tristan Gordat. With another finish by Baeza, who do you like the most out of these top prospects at Walterweight? Baeza, Rachmanov, Sean Brady, Chaos, or Chemayev? Could name others if not mentioned. So. Uh, who's your top Who feather? Like? Who, who's, your, who's your top welterweight prospect right now, Jose? Ooh. Like, who do I think is going to do the best business? Who do I think will be a former champion? Who, like, what are we talking here? Of these, who do you think? Uh, uh, sorry, God. <laughs> oh, of these guys, who will be fighting for a title first? Hamzat. So you I think, think Hamzat will fight for? You yeah. think Hamzat beats Edwards then? At I assume. No, it, it not ne- not. I think Shamaya. Like if we're talking about in in general, who will fight for who who might put my money on to fight for a UFC title at some point in their career? Hamza, Chaos. I still have a lot of questions. He's awesome. I think Chaos Williams is awesome. I just there's still some questions I need answered. Rockmanov is has a ton of fights outside of the UFC so I think he's like he was seized like I wouldn't even call him a prospect anymore he's new he's not a prospect like Baeza and Brady I think are good prospects so I think Shamayev and Rachmanov are gonna fight for the title sooner rather than later (sighs) this is tough it's real tough because I want I like all these I want all these guys to fight and we literally named all these guys when who should fight who yeah, um, I don't know. That's actually, I, I, I honestly I like Rock, uh, Rockmanoff the the best. I just don't. I don't know. Actually, know very much about him, but I just kind of got that feeling that he's got. There's something. He is, there's, there's something very dangerous about that young man. <laughs> he was awesome at the on the Fight Island press conference, uh, post fight press conference. He was the only thing I kept telling him. I told his um because they had a one. I can't remember if it was coach or translator or whatever. Because he would. Answer the questions looking at the translator who had to sit about 10 feet to the left because they couldn't be up on the the podium together or the, the table together with a mic. So we would have to ask him and then the translator would translate over here and then he would tell him and he was the only fighter that would answer his questions at the translator. So I kept telling him like, look over here. Cameras are right <laughs> here. The cameras are right here. And at the end, at the end, he looked really confused. Then the translator told him, and he he was like apolog- He was the most apologetic. So, good guy. Like that guy a lot. I'll tell you what. Out of all these names, Rachmanov has the best win out of all of them. Like considering oh, game value, performance, all of that. Like chaos. Like, like chaos knocking out Alex Morano is probably a close second. If we're talking about like I still red give, and stuff, I still give. Um, Moreno, some benefit of the doubt, saying it was a very last-minute fight. And Chaos Williams, I no one had ever heard of him. So win is a win. One fair and square. If they fight again, it could easily happen the exact same way. But I want to see it again at some point. 
Actually, I, th- I think Chaos's win over um, um, Alasan was even more impressive, to be honest. I think uh, I remember Alasan before uh, he had before Alasan was like he was on a yeah, streak he was, before he yeah, had that little he, got, he, he had that little legal legal by, troubles, you know. Then he got pieced up by Lazez, though. Yeah, but, but remember that fight? Yeah, Lazez was zero and zero in the UFC. Yeah, but he was but he was an Instagram fighter. But Alasan was out for two years. Yeah, almost. He was out for two years. I, and he, he had to come back know. to fight that guy. I think because I thought before Alazan had his issues, let's call him that. Um, I thought he was like an extremely good welterweight prospect. I was and never I, sold on him. Really? I think beating uh, Hamasi, he fought him twice, just because the first one was weird, and then he knocked him out. I'm like, I'm not even. I'm not high on Hamasi as a uber talent to begin with. So when he won twice, I was like, yeah, like now we can move on, and then we just never really did. So I was never really over there. I think submitting Cowboy, like submitting Cowboy Oliveira is super impressive for your UFC debut. Uh, oh, yeah. My only issue is Cowboy had that bad weight cut and it was, one of, those, it was one of those bad weight cuts where there are two types of bad, there are two types of weight, bad weight cuts. The weight cut where you just don't give an F and you, you just take the cut or the weight cut where you, you actually, you actually wind up being a worse fighter, you know, because you didn't make weight. But, um, yeah, but okay, we are way over. Let's you know what? We got things to do, man. Hold on. Bob, they're playing us off. Playing us off, man. They're playing us off. What a night. Oh, what a night. November twenty eighth, two thousand twenty will be etched in our minds forever. Will it? Probably, you know we're doing. You know, November twenty eighth, twenty twenty one, we're gonna be running highlight videos of on this day one year ago. Jake Paul knocked out Nate Robinson out cold. What a that night was, it was! That was a cool knockout. It was a cool knockout. It was. Interesting to see what happens with him next, but uh, that'll do it for the UFC Vegas fifteen slash tyson versus jones post fight show appreciate you guys watching and listening next week uh we get jack herbassett versus barbara vittori so there you go and uh there's a dog and, and you can tune in. into the and you can tune in to the a side on wednesday i'll be 30 whoa old man you'll so be, gross you'll be old 30 man. i will wow Don't i thought you're younger than that no way dog well there you go Welcome to the club. Ugh. Welcome to the club. Take Anyways, for, for, Jose, for Jose, Casey Lydon, Esther and the dog, I am Mike Heck. Thank you all very much. Good night, everybody. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible 
eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.